We're so glad you've joined us today. And man, our, our worship team did just a great, great, great job. Come on, give them a great big hand. Let them hear you all the way from home. You are at the hills at home. We're coming into your home and we're actually in our offices uh, today. Uh, we've, we've converted it into a, a live studio and uh, we welcome you here today. Before I dive into the word, I do have to say happy birthday to my son, Evan. He's 22 today. On, uh, yeah, the tw- 22 on, his, on the 22nd. So that's what, a champagne birthday or something? I don't know what it is. Maybe be a, 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 what is it, something? A golden. Golden? Okay, well, well I'm, I, whatever it is, happy birthday, Evan. Everybody give Evan a, a shout out today. Good job. Well, this is a crazy time. Uh, I told Kristen the other day that it, it really feels sometimes like I'm in a dream like I'm not even living this. And for some of you, I'm sure it feels more like a nightmare. And I want to just help you today with the fear issue before I dive into the message. Don't let the fear and anxiety that you're feeling turn into shame because you can begin to say, man, I'm a believer. I'm supposed to have faith. Look, fear is an emotion. God gave us fear. There's a a safe kind of fear. And so we need to be safe. We We need to be careful. But never let that fear overcome your faith. Make sure that you're always moving beyond fear. And as, as Zoe said a moment ago, love always casts out fear. So when you begin to feel that, lean in to love. Matter of fact, I want to help you today. I have, we have some resources here. I've, I've written a couple, several books, but there's two that I think uh, would, would be beneficial for you today. One is we wrote called How Do I Deal with Anxiety and Fear? And another one's called Now What? What to Do? when you don't know what to do. And I want to make those available for you. Uh, if, you uh, if you will just send us an email to info at thehillsnashville.com with your name and your address, we are going to send that to you free of charge. We want to, want to help you out, bless you during this time. As I said a moment ago, this is a crazy time, and this is all new. It's all new for us. We're all trying to figure out how to do life in this, in this new way trying to figure out how do you get groceries delivered? You know, how do I, how do I keep in touch with my loved ones and my friends? And as a church, uh, we're, we're being challenged to think differently about how we deliver services like this. That's what today is really all about. We're being challenged about how we minister uh, to, to you and minister to one another. And I want to I tell you that like the Bible tells us, we are adhering to the mandates of our authorities. Uh, we, we only have a certain number of people in here uh, matter of fact, Kristen didn't come because it would have put us over our number. So uh, she's at home praying for us right now and watching online as well. Uh, and also when we came in, we practiced social distancing. We tried our best not to stay within six feet of each other. I always try that with Ron Smith anyway. I try not to get six feet in front of him. Uh, Zoe and Jenna are quarantined together, so it's okay if y'all were a little closer. It's all right. <laughs> you know, I have prepped all week for this message. And as I mentioned on social media yesterday, I wanted to be really prepared because I knew this was the first time we've ever done this and I just wanted to make sure I had it. And, and I was, I was ready to roll. I'd already practiced it several times. I was fired up. And then sure enough, yesterday, the Lord started dealing with me about changing the message up. Actually, the day before yesterday. And, uh, and it was crazy because there were several confirmations that I'll be sharing with you in just a moment. I believe that God has a word for our church today. He directed me to 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, one of my favorite passages. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. 
I believe this is a word that we really need right now in this season. This is an incredible promise that was given by God to Solomon. And the context of this story, and I've preached on it several times, is Solomon had completed the temple, the house of God. He had dedicated it. He had offered countless sacrifices. As a matter of fact, the Bible says at one point, there were too many for them to even count. He had offered that many sacrifices. He had prayed numerous prayers to God. All of the people had come together and worshiped. The fire fell from heaven, and then the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And then, that night, God appeared to Solomon. And here's what he said. This is a few verses before our text. So we read uh, 7 and 14. This is 7 and 12. And the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. Yes, every prayer that Solomon had prayed, God just answered. If you read back through Solomon's prayers, he kept saying, God, would you please just let this be a place that you are welcome, a place that, that, you, that is your house. So this is everything that, that Solomon had asked God for. Then God continues, when I shut up the heavens so there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. Wait, 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 what? That went down really fast. You just started talking about this being the chosen place, the answer to all of my prayers, and now you're saying stuff about locusts and about plagues and about a drought and about famine. Can we get back to the part about you choosing this place, please, you know? I want you to notice these two words, when I. God told him, when I shut up the heavens, when I command locusts, when I send a plague. In other words, I'm going to do it. When I allow trouble to come into your life. It's an age-old question. Why does God allow trouble? You ever ask that yourself that question? Come on, look at your neighbor and just ask him. Have you ever asked that question before? Look at him. Tell him. <laughs> of course you have. And there's a lot of different answers, I'm sure, but I want to address three of them right now. Three reasons that God allows trouble to come into our life. Number one, God uses trouble to teach us and test us that we know his ways. He wants trouble to come to teach us his ways and to test us if we know his ways. He did this oftentimes with Israel. Look at Judges 2.22. He said, I may test Israel whether they will keep the ways of the Lord. So he allowed trouble to come into their life to see if they knew his ways. You know what I find, sometimes we're always praying for the will of God. God doesn't know, really care if we know his will. He's got a will and it's going to be accomplished. God wants to know, do we know his ways? Yeah. It's not just about what God does, it's how God does it. Yeah. And I found that trouble, a pandemic like this, will show us, do I know his ways? And it'll show God, do I know his ways? And it will show other people how a true believer is supposed to act. So God allows trouble to come to, to test us if we know his ways. The second reason God uses trouble is to remind us where our hope lies. Psalm says it like this in Psalms 30, 33 and 20. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Psalms 121, here's a good word for the hills. I lift up my eyes to the hills or to the mountains. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I want to say this to you. I am so thankful for our officials and for our medical personnel. Uh, and we're going to continue to wash our hands. We're going to continue to social distance. But my hope is not in that. Our hope is in God. At some point, we're going to have to have God show up and do the work that only he can do. Can I hear a good amen today? The third reason that God uses trouble is to allow his people to shine. God uses trouble to see his people shine, his church to show up. Matthew 5 and 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Come on, hills. I believe that this is our time to shine. Right here, right now. Not just when this is over. Right now. In this moment is our time to shine. Look, this is going to subside. We don't know when it's going to happen. But I want to encourage you right now. Let's be the church that is needed now so that we can be the church that will be needed then. Let's start right now. I believe the global church is going to come out of this stronger than ever. I believe we're going to find church is going to be stronger and simpler when we come out of this. That's what I believe. A lot stronger and a lot simpler with maybe a little bit more technology. But we're going to come out of this. And I want the local church, the hills, to come out of this with a roar. I want us to come out with momentum, with strength, with power. So I want to encourage you, during this time, let's shine. Let's be innovative. Let's be creative. Let's pray for, for God ideas. Let's, let's ask God, how do you want us to shine? I want you to join with me praying with, for kingdom ideas. I believe that out of this time that we are alone with our family, alone with our thoughts, alone with God, that God's going to drop strategies in our hearts. God's going to give us new songs. I believe that God's going to give you business ideas. I believe he's going to give you some things that are going to revolutionize the way technology is done, revolutionize the way your business is done. So let's shine during this time. Amen? Amen. Then God continues on. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit. Man. I believe that once you receive that as a word right now, right where you are, that's a word for you. Just let, it, let, let God just drop kingdom ideas right into your heart. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that. God continues on. He says, when I allow trouble, which I'm going to allow trouble, then he says this, if. Everybody say if. Yes. Come on, that's a big if right there. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I want to talk about these things right here that God is calling us to do as a church. I want to encourage us to humble ourselves. This is a time where we're supposed to be humbled. This is not a time for, for big boisterous. It's a time to be humble. It's a time to lay ourselves. You know, this outbreak has humbled us already. It's humbled us as a, as a world. It's humbled our economy. It's humbled government. Everything is humbled. But there's something different about us humbling ourselves. So I want to encourage you during this time fall before the Lord. Ask Him for mercy upon ourselves and upon our church and upon our nation and upon our, our city. I'm going to tell you one great way for you to humble yourself, and Kristen brought this up to me yesterday. One of the best ways for you to humble yourself before God is to serve others. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to think about how can you care for someone else? How can you check on someone else, especially the elderly or those that are sick in our church? Our, our team has been trying to call every person we know that could have been impacted by this, by this. I want to encourage you to do this. Reach out to your neighbors. I called all of my neighbors yesterday, checking on them and seeing what I can do. This is our chance to be more relational outside of Sunday. As a church, you may not be able to get together, but you can text, you can FaceTime, you can email, 
You can join our online groups that we're going to be doing this week. Hills groups are not over, y'all. We're launching them again. It's going to be a brand new way to do it. We're going to be doing it online. This is a great way to do that. Humble yourself. The th- second thing he says is to pray, to pray. This is one of our focuses for 2020, prayer. So let's pray. Let's be a church that is praying. Let me say this. We have more time to pray, so let's pray more. That's good. I'm going to say it again. We have more time to pray, so let's pray more. I want to encourage you to turn off the news sometimes. Put down Netflix. Put down social media, and let's pray. Did you know that our mayor, the mayor of Nashville, made a proclamation that today is a day of prayer for our city? So let's pray. I'm also thrilled to announce that we're uniting with thousands of churches all over the world in a united prayer initiative over the next several weeks. It's called Unite 714. This is one of the confirmations that God gave me as he directed me to 2 Chronicles 714. And then yesterday I wake up to an email that they have launched this prayer initiative called Unite 714 that is, that is based on our text. Here's the mission of this initiative. I want to read this to you. Pastors, leaders, churches, and individuals from around the globe joining together with one heart, one voice, and one prayer to see COVID-19 halted, lives healed, hardships mitigated, people come to know Christ, and an outpouring of God's Spirit. Uniting together across denominational, network, national, and ethnic lines, gathering with one heartbeat to unite and focus our eyes on God, seek His help and healing, and believe for awakening in every nation. Thousands of churches joining in one united prayer during their church services and untold thousands of believers who are also praying the same prayer, listen to this, at 714 every morning and every night. So we're going to pray. Matter of fact, I want us to pray right now. This is going to be the first week's prayer. We're going to be praying it all week long. Every Sunday, we're going to be praying this prayer together as a confession. And then throughout the week, we're going to be praying it as a church. In our homes, we're going to be praying it in our our online hills groups. And I want us to pray it together. This week, the prayer is based on the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 9, and 13. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Listen, I want you and I to pray this prayer together. It's going to come up on the screen, and I want everyone to join me in praying it. Lord, you are our heavenly Father. You rule and reign over the whole earth. Nothing takes you by surprise. Despite the overwhelming implications of COVID-19, you promise all things work together for our good. Today, our hope is not in the governments of our world. Our hope is in you. Lord, thank you for the power of your name. Heavenly Father, we are asking for your glorious kingdom to come into our broken world. As COVID-19 produces uncertainty around the globe, may millions of people in every nation find a healing, safety, security, and salvation as they turn to you in repentance and faith. Lord, thank you for your salvation. Lord, in an hour when resources are scarce, we thank you for giving us our daily bread. We cry out to you, provide for our friends, our neighbors, and all those hurting in the world. 
give supernatural strength, protection, and wisdom to the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers, the scientists, the government officials, and spiritual leaders battling this crisis. Lord, thank you for your provision. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for sins, hindering my relationship with you. Cleanse me of my unbelief, selfishness, and unrighteous anger. I forgive those who have offended me. We cry out for our world to turn to you in repentance. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. And finally, Lord, do not let us be tempted to live in fear, panic, and cynicism. Deliver us from the effects of COVID-19. We unite in faith with millions of other Christians around the world. We ask you to eradicate COVID-19 from our planet and bring revival and awakening to the nations of our world. Lord, thank you for delivering us from evil. If my people pray, and we're going to be praying. We're going to pray this prayer all week long. And the next week, we're going to have another prayer we're going to join together. Imagine joining with thousands and multiple thousands of people around the world praying twice a day, 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m. It's going to be powerful, and I believe God's going to hear us. He said, if my people will pray, and then he said, if you'll seek my face. I want to encourage us as a church to seek God's face. What is his plan? What does he want us to do? What is his plan for our families, for our church? We want to be led by him. I want you to pray for us as your pastors and as your leaders that God would give us direction during the season and even beyond the season when we come out that we already have a plan. I believe, listen to me, I believe we're going to come out of this stronger. That's what I believe. And then he says, if you'll turn from your wicked ways, this is a chance for us to repent, to turn away globally, nationally, locally, your family, personally. This is a reset moment, a moment for you to stop some cycles, for you to cease doing some things, to repent and to turn away. I want you to notice something as I close. Back to what, what he said. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain. Now pay attention to this. This is powerful. When I shut up the heavens so there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. Did you know that all three things mentioned in this passage of Scripture we have seen in the last few months? All three things. The Australian fires, rain was held back. Right now, the Middle East and Africa are being swarmed with locusts. And now, a worldwide pandemic. Listen to this. As your pastor, and I believe I'm moving into something prophetic right now, I believe we are seeing all of them again at the same time because God is wanting to do what He promised to do in 2 Chronicles. That's what I believe with all my heart. We're seeing it again. This is not a time to be hopeless. Matter of fact, this is time to be full of hope. Remember, He said, when I... And then he said, if my people will. When I, with my people. In other words, if my people will, I will. What will you do, Lord? I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. And I will heal their land. You talk about miracles, ladies and gentlemen. And we get to be a part of it. And all we've got to do is do what he asks us to do. And then he's going to bring miracles. This is miracle stuff. And we're going to get to see it. You talk about signs and wonders. This is an opportunity for the world to see God's miraculous power and turn to Him. So let me say this at the end. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't be fearful. Be faithful. Stay prayed up. Stay fired up. And let's watch God do all that God's going to do. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for 
this moment and this time, and I thank you for every single person that's watching, that's engaging. And God, I know that they felt your presence because I felt your presence. I'm praying right now that by your Holy Spirit, you would do the work that only you can do. God, I pray for the single adults that are alone right now, quarantined by themselves, that you would bring peace and comfort to them. I pray, God, for those that are sick and elderly and they're scared, and that, God, you would be a hedge of protection around them. I pray right now, Lord, that families would grow closer and there would be no bitterness and no anger, God, but they would, they would become more one. I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing the work that only you can do. You're bringing healing and you're bringing hope. In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you today that if you have not asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord, man, this is the time to do it. Why don't you open your heart to him? Why don't you ask him to be your Lord, to be your Savior? Here's what it takes. It takes you believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. So let me lead you in a prayer right now. Just pray it with me, everybody in the room. Lord Jesus, thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. I receive your hope today. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your grace. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, everybody, say amen. Come on, let's celebrate the folks right now that just gave their heart to the Lord. Amen. Amen.